if you'll come to Christ in humility and brokenness and ask him to save you, he will. Jesus says, the one who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now we're continuing our visit with evangelist, conference speaker, and founder of Justin Peters Ministries, Justin Peters. He was speaking at the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, where we were doing interviews. And we were thrilled that apparently the Lord set up a divine appointment, so to speak, for us to visit with him. He mentioned in his testimony that he came to truth under his own preaching and how true repentance plays an important role. When you had that light bulb moment where you realize, oh, this is something God does for us. So then for the person says, okay, I can't repent, so now what do I do? So how do I get to that place? And then secondly, what difference did it make in your faith once you realize that? If someone hears that, they understand the truth, well, I can't repent, so what do I do if I can't repent? Well, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Paul says that in 2 Corinthians 13. Ask yourself, do I have a godly sorrow over my sin? Do I love what God loves? Do I hate what God hates? Do I have a love for the brethren? And if, if you're not certain of where you are, then, then cry out to God. Be, be like the, um, the publican. Lord, be merciful to me as a sinner. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God if you'll come to Christ in humility and brokenness and ask him to save you, he will. Jesus says, the one who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. So if you come to Christ and you truly seek him, he will save you. Yes, and was that like, did that change things for you? And did that give you the assurance of salvation? It did. It, it did, Bobby. Uh, it, was a, it was a huge moment for me because before then, I thought repentance was something I had to do. But I also understood that salvation was not of works. And see, that was a big question for me. How can we say salvation is not of works? And that part I understood. I got that. But in order to be saved, you have to repent, which in my understanding was me doing something which seemed like a work. It was like this massive contradiction of inherent in the gospel that I couldn't understand. The key to that, the light bulb, was like, oh, repentance is granted. God <laughs> grants repentance. It's not something I do. It's something that is done in me. And then how did your walk change? Uh, massively. And, and, and initially, I didn't even understand what was going on, but this was back in t early 2011. So I began to see changes in my life. The fear that I used to have of going to hell evaporated. The antagonism that I used to have towards the doctrines of grace, the doctrine of election, uh, vaporized, just went away. Uh, and I began to love that doctrine. And my desires changed, my affections changed, godly sorrow over sin. And I just began to see these changes that were being done in my life. Uh, my wife, Kathy, we were newly married at the time, but she could see those changes as well. And then with a little bit of distance in the proverbial rearview mirror, then I began to realize, oh, you know, I, I, now I see what's happened. I've actually just been converted. And so uh, it, it changed everything because I understand that uh, it, it, having a, a much better understanding of God's sovereignty, of his attributes. You know, I've done a study of the attributes of God. Uh, it's just when you understand God's sovereignty and who he is, his providence, I mean, it just 
And you understand that the gospel is not about us primarily, it's about Christ. The gospel is about Christ. So it just, it just changed absolutely everything for me. And peace? Yes, peace. Yeah, because I, I knew that I knew that my my salvation was was not resting on how much I tried, you know, how much effort I put forth, or how much I tried to will myself to to change. I knew that my salvation completely and totally rested in Christ and what He has already done and is doing in me. So it, yeah, assurance, absolute assurance. Yeah. Now you were changed through your preaching. How did that affect your ministry and those that were? you know, your congregants. Yeah, it, it uh, back in 2011, early, this was January of 2011, I, I basically cleared my whole calendar for a, a year. I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. So, you know, that year was just spent studying, <laughs> growing, correcting bad theology. And uh, yeah, it, it changed a lot. Now, as I said earlier, I was, even before my conversion, what I was teaching was true for the most part. It was true. My emphasis was more horizontal in nature, whereas now it's vertical. You know, at a conference like this, as I walk around, I see a lot of young people, and they're not just here, uh, you know, uh, picking tires, so to speak. They're here studying, taking notes, and really interested in what's uh, being taught. Do you look at uh, this as a possible sign of revival and the uh, upsurge of, uh, of faith in our country, or is this just uh, uh, something that we expect from generation to generation? Yeah, I, uh, by God's grace, I do think there is a, uh, a revival of sorts of uh, sound doctrine, of uh, theology and doctrines of grace and a high view of God's sovereignty. I do think we're seeing that as evidenced here in this uh, conference G3. So uh, that's, that's good, and I'm encouraged by that. Do I think that reflects an overall uh, increase, if you will, in Christianity in this country? No, I, I, I don't. But what I, what I think we're seeing is what I referenced a little bit ago, is we're seeing those lines become more clearly defined. As it becomes harder and harder to be a Christian in the United States, as persecution is ramped up, uh, we're seeing those lines become more and more clearly defined. And so I think that's what we're seeing. I think here at G3, you're seeing this oasis of people who are who really care about doctrine and theology, and they're, they, they're not being blown about by the winds of all the winds of doctrine that come along, uh, and, and they're, they're hungry for this. That's why you see this, this movement growing. So the lines are becoming more clearly defined. Do I think it's a, a, an indication of a increase in Christianity in general in the United States? I, I don't. But I'm grateful for this. Yeah. It was really nice and so refreshing to see so many young people attending the conference, ready and eager to hear God's Word being proclaimed. Oh, yes especially when you hear and read so much about so many young people who don't seem to be interested in reading the Bible or going to church. So we were thrilled to see that. And we'll return to our talk with Justin Peters in just a moment. So stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. Now that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. 
All of our podcasts are posted there, along with all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or tune us in on Pandora. Now, let's return to our talk with evangelist Justin Peters. So again, talking about having the opportunities to uh, be very visible and get your message out there and be able to travel around the world, you're quite well known. And there are dangers that come along with that, challenges as well. Uh, You can just see that by some of the uh, televangelists that you see on TV and so on. And it seems that as soon as you find someone, there's a scandal and uh, they get off the path. So you talk about humility and humbleness and can you talk a little bit about how important that is for all of us and we're especially in danger of that if we're in a very visible position but but we all uh, maybe in our own little worlds have to make sure that we remain humble can you talk a little bit about humility and how important it is yes um, Bobby is very important it's kind of awkward to even answer this question because as soon as I start talking about how you can be humble I, I use like I'm trying to, like I'm saying, I'm humble, and I, that's the opposite of humility. So I, I know, that's the danger, but that's why I throw in there, it's something that we all have to watch out for in our own little worlds, too. It is. It, it's, it, it, in fact, not, not only so much so that the Apostle Paul himself struggled with pride, and all of us do. And, and think about that. The Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians 12, says, there was given me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of Satan to buffet me, to keep me from exalting myself. So think that this is the author of the book of Romans, of the pastoral epistles. This is the Apostle Paul, the guy who wrote roughly a third of the New Testament. He struggled with pride. And if he struggled with pride, we're going to struggle with pride. So anyone who says they have mastered, you know, the sin of pride, no, no, they, they haven't. But one of the things that, that I guess I strive for is... The, it's been said that the true spiritual growth is a growth downward. The lower view we have of ourselves, the higher view we'll have of God. The, the more we think of ourselves, the more highly we think of ourselves, the, the less we will think of God. And so um, you know, it's, I'm not saying we beat, up, beat ourselves up and strive for this like some kind of false humility, but we, the more we understand how frail we are, how dependent we are upon Christ, how dependent we are about uh, upon the, the indwelling of His Holy Spirit. The lower we think of ourselves, the more highly we'll view Christ. So um, it's it's something that we've got to, it's a daily battle to put to death the deeds of the body. Go to war with your flesh. When you stop going to war with your flesh, that's when Satan has an opportunity. So go to war with your flesh all the time. Never forget about how frail you are and just how dependent we are upon Christ. And pride is a trap, especially especially in many occasions, for people in the ministry, for men in the ministry. Because uh, you, if you let pride get a foothold and, and find some soil in your life and it starts, your pride starts to grow, you're in great, great danger. And it won't be long before you fall. Well, we started out talking about family, and it certainly feels like family when we get to visit about the Lord and about what people have learned from the Lord. And uh, 
So it's been wonderful to have a chance to visit even for just a few minutes. But is there something, a word of challenge or, or special exhortation or even encouragement that you'd like to share with the listeners as we close? Yeah, I would, I would just encourage people to, to really uh, champion the sufficiency of Scripture. Not only its inerrancy and infallibility, and I champion those things, but, but rest in, the, in Scripture's sufficiency that it is everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. It's everything that we need to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. So God's Word is sufficient for, for all of us. Spend time in the Word of God. Humble yourselves before God so at the proper time He may exalt you. So um, do that. Keep a, a humble posture before the Lord and study God's Word and not only believe intellectually but practice the sufficiency of God's Word for everything. Oh yes, as we're told in Psalm 25 verses 4 and 5 that says, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Yes. A wonderful prayer to the Lord for guidance. And we thank Justin Peters for taking time during a busy conference to meet with us and to share his thoughts with you. If you'd like to find out more about Justin Peters and his ministry, go to his website at justinpeters.org. Again, that's justinpeters.org. No You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear this current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. Also, as we mentioned, all of our contact information is there. Then, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, Play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our program on Pandora. Finally, you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you. And we'd love to hear what you think about our podcasts. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others, and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.